Hello and welcome to That Moment Heart to Heart Talk with Dr. Victoria Grinman. This is a talk to inspiring people about their amazing contribution in the world and their story of struggle through triumph. Thank you so much for joining us. And here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of That Moment Heart to Heart Talk with Dr. Victoria Grinman and Vanna today. <laughs> and today I am here with Dr. Vin. Um, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me here, Dr. Victoria. <laughs> um, I would love, love, love for you to share a little bit about who you are in this world and your, what we call in the unblinded community, your unique, your heroic, unique identity, because you're incredible. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for that. I, I would love to share with people. So I am, uh, starting at the uh, end, I guess I'm right now I'm an integrative physician and look at health through a very unique lens. And the reason I do that is that I was a, I was an ER doctor for 24 years. Um, I saw crisis and catastrophe and help people through those moments. Um, and then, then I had my own crisis. I was out for a run. I developed crushing chest pain. I had to stop running. Wow. That, you know, that was, a could have been a life-threatening situation for me. It turned out that I had two blockages in my coronary arteries. Um, so I was totally blindsided by that. I had no clue. I'd had conventional testing. I had, you know, I had run four marathons in my life. You know, no clue that that was coming. My dad had, had had a heart attack at a young age, but he smoked Lucky Strikes and he was 60 pounds overweight and I didn't have those risk factors. So I realized that if that could happen to me, a doctor who should know, you know what's going on with their people's health, if I could be blindsided, then that could happen to anyone. Wow. So that started my mission of looking at heart health, of looking at brain health to identify those factors that lead to catastrophe down the line. And it turns out that there are mechanisms of aging, mechanisms that these things are happening, and you can actually detect them much earlier than conventional testing does, and then use that information to literally alter someone's life, their, their, their health history, avoid catastrophe down the line. Even things like Alzheimer's are preventable diseases. Heart disease is preventable, but you have to have the right information and do something about it. So that's what I'm about now. And I wanna help every single person, uh, you know, avoid those catastrophes and have a healthy, vital, long life. I absolutely love that. And I'm behind you and will be your support. I, I wanna go back a little bit. I'm, you know, as many stories as I hear, I'm always, um, just inspired by those moments where you never thought it was coming and then it happened to you. And it just created this mission that you're on to really make sure that this doesn't happen to others or to inform other people. And 
for you, for your experience, when that happened to you, and you had, you said you you were a, you were a doctor, you you had the assessments, you didn't have those risk factors that your father had. What was what what went on? Like, how long was that journey? Was there shock? Um, were you in complete motivation right away to do something about it? W was there a process that you went through that got you to where you are now in your mindset about it? Yes. So, I mean, in, initially there was shock and disbelief. Mm. You know, I didn't believe that that could ha be happening to me until I woke up uh, for my cardiac cath with two stents in my coronary arteries um, and realized I had an 80% blockage in my Widowmaker artery. Um, so that the shock. And then I think I, I did change my diet. I did a few things, but I, I started searching for answers. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find any answers in the conventional world as to why this happened to me. So that was a, a process of, of continuing to search until I found integrative functional medicine. Mm. And then it was studying and learning and consulting with other practitioners in that space that finally gave me the realizations, the understanding that I needed to be able to help myself and also to help other people. Interesting you mentioned the integrative health space. I had Joe Coburn on and I had some other, you know, amazing people on that really speak about this integrative health space. I call myself an integrative therapist, so I know what it means for me and from from the mental health perspective. What do you feel you found in the integrative space that wasn't there for you before, um, even though you were part of the medical world? So what I found in the integrative space was for me, literally life-changing. Mm -hmm. um, it is a totally different way of looking at the world. I mean, I feel like in the conventional world, it's almost like you're looking at the world and you're saying it's flat and you get into the conventional space and you realize it's this round three dimensional world with the, you know, everything that happens is related to something else and that you have to understand those systems, that complexity, you know, and just have the perspective that, you know, um, what we eat matters what we think matters, what we do matters, um, how we sleep matters. If you don't have that perspective, you're not actually going to get true health. You could take a pill for your diabetes, but you're not going to reverse your diabetes. Mm. You can take medications to lower your cholesterol, but you may or may not prevent that heart attack. Mm -hmm. And there is no prevention for dementia in the conventional world. But in the integrative world, there's a lot of ways you can go about preventing that. So that did, did that answer the question? Absolutely. So I'm getting that, and I keep getting this, that we're looking at not just fixing the problem as we see it from the outside, but really looking deeper within and saying, how how is this even happening in the first place? And really targeting those things on the bottom. So that really, you know, because once I, I always thought once we see, and I see this in behavior as well, when we see some, you know, when I work with parents and their kids, once we see the behaviors, those are not the problems. Mm -hmm. you know, 
the behaviors are like the pimple on top of the skin that's like telling us finally, hello, you know, like there's a huge issue here. So if there's a symptom, maybe in the integrative space, the thinking is if there's a symptom already, that's a symptom of something that was there a long, you know, from a long time ago. And so let's treat that as opposed to just putting a Band-Aid on what what we're already seeing. Is that, that what that, you're saying? That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, some some ways some people envision it is that if you look at a tree, the symptoms are up in the branches, mm -hmm. but they're coming from those root causes that are down underneath, you know. So you have to look at the roots of the tree to get really, you know, what caused that heart attack? Well, it may have been it may have been high cholesterol, or it may have been sleep apnea, or it may be some toxins that you're being exposed to. And if you don't get to those, you're just going to continue to have you know heart attacks or strokes or or dementia. If you get to those root causes, though, then you can actually do something about those diseases. I love that. And since your experience, in addition to having this mission and this whole direction, which do you feel that you would have been exposed to the integrative space had this not happened to you? Or do you feel like you would have you would have just continued doing things as you were doing them? Well, let me say that if this had not happened to me, I don't think I would have ever been exposed to the integrative space. I didn't even know it existed. Let's see, this is 2021. In 2015, if you would ask me about this, I would have had no idea what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. When you're in that conventional space, unless you actually start looking, it's hard. It's hard to see it. You you just don't even see it. You're just in kind of like this bubble. Um, it's like have, being in a city with like kind of a dome around, and you can't see outside. Mm -hmm. and you think that's your whole world, mm -hmm. and then you then then you open up the door to get outside of that bubble, and you realize there's a whole huge world out there that has so much so much more richness, if you will. Absolutely. I love that. I always say, you know, it's it's like what, the opportunity inside your, your, your experience. It may not have been pleasant and certainly was, uh, you know, life-threatening in many ways. And look at where, you know, you are now. I think it's incredible. So what is this um, brain, you know, we entitled this episode Brain Health. And I know how passionate you are about this. And I would love for you to speak a little bit to what this is about for you. Sure. So, you know, I, I've already mentioned my heart disease. Mm -hmm. um, as part of 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 the uh, looking at what was causing the heart disease, I did a little bit of genetic testing, and there's a genetic test called ApoE. It tells you how inflammatory you you are you tend to be, mm -hmm. and that's important because inflammation is the root of all medical evil. I mean, it has its place. If you have an infection, it's great to have a good inflammatory response. So it turns out that I have, it's called ApoE4. I have the type of uh, genetics that is very inflammatory, probably one of the reasons why I have heart disease. Um, but if I get an infection, boom, I am like, you know, great. The ApoE4, the inflammation that I can produce takes care of things for me. That's great if you have an infection. It's not so great um, for living a long life, unfortunately, because that excess inflammation, if you will, tears at your arteries, it tears at your brain. Um, so it turns out 
that if you have one copy of that gene, your risk of Alzheimer's goes up to about 30% over your lifetime. And wow. if you have two copies of that gene, you have a 50% chance of developing Alzheimer's disease. Wow. So turns out that I have those two copies. So I decided I don't really want to have Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> I don't want you to have Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> so uh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, so I started, I decided that, um, I was going to learn as much as I possibly could to avoid that fate, because I think that's probably one of the worst fates you can have to mm. really, I mean, literally lose your mind. So in that journey, I came across um, a guy by the name of Dale Bredesen, who wrote a book called The End of Alzheimer's, in which he de detailed a program that involves supplementation, lifestyle, sleep, activity, um, looking for toxins. The whole breadth of integrative medicine is applied to Alzheimer's, you know, preventing Alzheimer's disease. Uh -huh. And by using that, he's actually, uh, he's actually published some papers that he's actually reversed early Alzheimer's in some people. Wow. So, um, so I decided that I would get take his course, get certified in doing that, and uh, bring that out to the world. So that's uh, that's what I'm doing, and it's exciting. It's it's just absolutely amazing. That is amazing. I'm I'm excited because this is you know um, I always say you know the brain is an electrochemical machine, and the mind is a container that makes meaning. And the brain is so important for the mind, you know, to continue to function and create and have these thoughts and create meanings. And, you know, it's the beauty of it all. And so we have to take care of our brains. And so what you're doing is really, you know, um, pioneering a lot of it as well. And what, when you say I'm excited about it, what excites you exactly? Like what part of it? Is it that you're helping people? Is it that it's diving into new information? Is it like what's what part of this journey is most riveting to you? Yes, it, it's it's all of that and more. Um, you know, as you delve into new uh, information, it's one of the ways to prevent Alzheimer's. So, I mean, I'm excited about that because there is a landslide of information that I have to learn. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to bring it forward to people because really um, folks have not had any hope about this. You know, I think they felt it's a death sentence. And when, you know, a parent gets it, the children, it's, it is literally on their mind, you know, um, that that could happen to me. So I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm excited to make a huge impact in the world with this to you know, stop this terrible scourge of dementia that is sweeping this country. I mean, there are 5 million people now, and if we don't do anything to change this, by 2050, there's gonna be 40 million people in the US. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, uh, you know, all of that and more. Uh, I just want, I, I love helping people, and I love helping people I'm drawn to help people in ways that the crowd's not doing. 
conventional medicine is the crown. They're not able to help these people. So I am, those are the people I want to help. It's a challenge for sure. It is. You mentioned hope and hope is a really important factor. You know, I think about um, something my mom and I just shared with you previously who um, is a neurologist, you know, as her base. And, you know, she always says when, when there's someone who's dying, for example, just the idea of hope, you know, having hope can be the difference between being on your way out of this physical world or really being able to hang on and, and, and thrive. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm curious if you can share a little bit about your perspective on hope and the importance of it. Yes. Hope, I think in any situation, you should look to see where the hope is for people. Because just as you said, you may not be able to change the ultimate outcome, but you can affect the journey from here to there if they have hope. It's a journey that's filled with, could be filled with just anxiety and crippling depression, or it could be a journey that is filled with um, grace and light and you know further development. And I think the difference between those two journeys is just having that hope, whatever it is. Um, sometimes it's not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to beat this thing and live. Sometimes it's, it's, well, I'm, I'm going to have a good quality of life until it's time. Or, you know, some people want to hang on even if to, to the, to a chance that something could be miraculously happen. Um, it's not going to change the ultimate outcome, but it certainly changes their mindset to end their journey to that ultimate outcome. Absolutely. And, and in many ways, I would say it even might alter their journey in that it, they may, it might contribute to resilience. Mm -hmm. and, and really being able to take on whatever treatments or approaches or things that are going on and help penetrate that more. Um, mm -hmm. I love that. Let me ask you if it's okay just to dive a little bit deeper into your own journey and where are you at in your own mindset about your health and, and the future? Where do you see yourself? Where do I see myself in the future? Well, I see myself uh, having a uh, long, um, healthy, resilient, vital life. Um, I see myself traveling all over the world. You know, I, I, I'm 65 years young now and uh, just looking forward for, uh, you know, I call it my third act, I guess, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, many, some of my patients come in they're, and they're listening to podcasts li living beyond 120. Um, I'm not sure that I'll make that, but certainly I feel that um, during this time of my life, when I have my AARP card and my Medicare card, that I'm looking forward that these are going to be some of the most exciting times in my life, that I'm going to have the time and the resources to do the things I really want to do. And, uh, you know, stay healthy and vital so I can continue playing with my grandchildren. And yeah, um, I'm just loving life right now. I love that. 
I love it so much. And who do you primarily work with right now in your practice? And where is your practice? What's going on for you um, business-wise? So my practice is in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, which is just right on the southern edge of Princeton and the northern edge of Trenton, right between those two. Um, kind of central Jersey for people. And who do I work? Are you talking about who's like staff in the practice or who are the patients that come through the practice? The patients that you work with. So patients that we work with, uh, we, you know, I like to joke and say that um, we work with the patients who conventional medicine uh, has given up on, who patients have been, through, you know, people sit down in my chair and they've seen eight specialists. And I'm like, I'm a family medicine doctor. I do have an, you know, integrative medicine. What do you think I'm going to be able to tell you that, you know, eight specialists aren't going to be able to tell you? And, uh, but usually they know, they, they've looked into what we do. They know that we have a different perspective. We have a different worldview. You know, we have a different medical paradigm, if you will. We can change people's medical paradigms. So we have uh, people who have fibromyalgia. We have people who have mm -hmm. chronic fatigue syndrome. We have people with chronic Lyme disease. I have people with heart disease. We have people with dementia. Um, so we have the gamut of folks who have comp what we like to call complex chronic illness, the kind of illness that's not well served by conventional medicine. Absolutely. You just piqued my my interest because I have many clients, right, who just um, just mentally are stressed from not, you know, going to many, many specialists and not having the answer as far as, how, you know, how to deal with their Lyme disease. And then it's compounded by other issues. Um, it's not just Lyme or just fibromyalgia, you know, it's and, and, and not understanding where it came from, how it's progressing, how to deal with it. Without getting into too much detail, could you give a little bit of maybe a, do you have a story or a patient in mind or something where you they weren't helped by conventional medicine, but you were able to shift their um, their paradigm and and really have them, you know, um, be on a path to, to, to more wholesome health? Sure. Um, probably have a couple at least. Um, so let's see, let's get one of the, uh, more recent ones, I guess. Um, so we, we had uh, a young lady in her 20s, um, chronic fatigue syndrome with some anxiety and depression, um, came to us, you know, try, had tried SSRIs and all that, wasn't really getting anywhere. And we ended up testing her for tick-borne diseases. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that she had... Um, a Bartonella. Um, Bartonella was transmitted by one of the ticks. And by dealing with that, it helped to relieve a, her fatigue, her anxiety. Um, again, though, you have to know to look for that and then what to do about it. So that that was, you know, that was life-changing for her. Of course. Uh, Dr. Ben, how is it that specialists couldn't get that? or get that far and and you could how how is how does that happen cuz people ask that all the time like how is it that i've gone to so many different types of specialists and people and they just don't catch that um to them the world looks flat and to us it looks round <laughs> <laughs> um, 
think? <laughs> uh, so, for example, the Infectious Disease Society of America doesn't really believe there's chronic Lyme disease. They don't seem to believe that from one tick bite, you can get not just Lyme disease, but Bartonella and Babesia. Or those are the three most common co-infections. Um, they don't, they just, they don't believe it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. Um, but that's their worldview. They feel if you get bitten by a tick and you, you know, they diagnose Lyme disease, they give you, you know, maybe three weeks of antibiotics and you're done. Mm -hmm. um, I'm seeing many patients now who, you know, that treatment didn't help them. And it's years later now, and they have these migrating joint pains. Um, we have to give them antibiotics for unfortunately months yeah, or, or botanicals um, for months or years sometimes mm -hmm. to actually take that infection, um, which could have been treated more adequately in the beginning and, and help them deal with it. Yeah. So. And, and what's, what's also present for me as you're sharing is um, it must be such an isolating experience to, as a patient, have certain sensations, feelings, things that don't feel normal to them in their own body, share it with a practitioner and you know, the difference between being validated and, and really heard and seen and understood that, yes, you know, there, there may be something going on for you that does not feel comfortable. And that validation in itself is just very healing. You know, it just sets someone up for, okay, I'm being heard. Something is going on for me. I may not know what it is, but right now, you know, somebody, somebody hears me, sees me, and is willing to kind of look a different, you know, look around completely, you know, 360 degrees around to see what, you know, we can do about it versus it being like a one size fits all sort of approach maybe um, to, to dealing with that uh, complaint. So I think it's, it's an incredible um, stress reliever. Yes, as you said, patients feel very isolated. They feel very... Uh... Yeah, as you said, not not being heard, um, not being believed, you know. Um, yeah, they they um, have uh, what I what I call PDSD, post doctor stress disorder, um, from uh, from going that's in. Good. That's very funny and accurate. Wow, PD, I'm going to use that if that's okay. You can. I, I just. Uh, I use all, all sorts of variations of PTSD, but yes, that what just came to me. But um, yeah, because they go in, they tell these symptoms, and they're told that either that that cannot be happening, or it doesn't make sense, or you know, go see the psychiatrist, or here's an antidepressant for you. So yeah, people are very traumatized often when they come in, feel very isolated. And, yeah. Yeah. Um. Can you share? Um just a couple of maybe things that you would love everybody to know about their their bodies, their health, their brains, just anything, you know, that you just feel, if you could, if you could shout it from the rooftops, <laughs> the whole world would hear you like you were on a megaphone. What would you say to the world? What would I say to the world? I would say first, you know, the foundation of all of this is really to take care of yourself. Um, eat right, eat organic as much as you can, um, good nutrition, you know, low carb, low sugar diets are usually best, a lot of plants, um, 
you know, get some activity, 30 minutes a day of moderate activity is great. Sleep well, try to get seven to eight hours sleep every night um, and find a way to relieve stress, whether that's meditation, yoga, Tai Chi, crocheting, singing in the shower, whatever it is, you know, do it, relieve your stress. That's kind of the foundational stuff. And then if you have a symptom that the conventional world is not helping you with, Find somebody that can help you. Find an integrative doctor like me that knows where to look, how to look, and can really help you um, move on, move forward on that path. I love that. Basic, simple, and, you know, recently I've been sharing this a ton because it's been in conversation, but common sense is not always common practice. And, and what you're sharing is just do the common sense. Um, and and I think that that's beautiful. And and lastly, what are some is there or what are some of the things that you are working on and who do you want to connect with? So if they're listening, um, they can get in touch with you. Sure. I mean, the people we are um, focusing on working with, um, we're actually putting together a new business. Um, to work with people in this brain health space. So mm -hmm. anybody who um, is at risk for dementia, especially because we want to prevent that because it's easier to prevent it than it is to treat it. Mm -hmm. We're also going to be looking to be working with uh, people who actually have early dementia. Um, we're putting together pieces of, the, of that program right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And also looking to help prevent heart disease. Um, if people have cancer in their family, they're going to be having programs to help prevent that. So the major um, illnesses, the scourges of heart disease, um, dementia, stroke, and cancer, we're going to have programs for all of that to really, uh, cha again, change the medical paradigm and make people healthier and uh, be able to live longer, healthier, vital lives. I love it. And and how can people get in touch with you? I know that we have the Princeton um, IH.com um, up there. Is there any other way that people can reach you? Sure. They well, they can uh, right reach us through there. I can uh, and give them phone number for the practice. Uh, that's uh, so our practice is Princeton Integrative Health, and it is 609-512-1468. And if you just want to find out more about the practice, uh, you can call and talk to either Lisa or Sue, or um, we do free 30-minute discovery calls if you actually have a problem that you want to discuss. Um, and 30 minutes is more than you get for a paid visit with your uh, conventional doctor for uh, you know most people. So, um, so but we're, we're willing to give that for free so people can really see what we're about and we can see if we can help them. I love that. What a gift. And I really do um, love that because, you know, people sometimes don't see their own possibility and what's possible for them. And so giving them that time and that space to discover it with your expertise is absolutely invaluable. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Just speaking to you and, and you sharing your story and just seeing where you are now after that had happened, it's just a complete, I mean, completely different mission, completely different state that you're in. And um, and now you're helping so many more people in these conditions. And I appreciate you being here to, to share. Thank you so much. 
Dr. Victoria, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on and for helping me further my mission of just helping as many people as I possibly can. So. Yes. Speak to you soon. Thank you so much. You are so welcome.